How would you define a maverick, Tim? Ooh. A maverick is someone who has, I would say someone who is an inspiring person, who has, has great ideas, but who thinks, I think, in a very original ways, but also is taking people with them on that journey. So someone who is, um, yes, yeah, someone who, who is inclusive, not exclusive as well. Someone who can motivate and inspire others with his ideas too. Okay. I've got a maverickism scale um, that's been developed by the London School of Economics. So I'm going to give you some statements. What I'd like yeah. you to do is say true, false or can't decide. Okay. Okay. People tell me that I'm a maverick. True. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. True. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. True. I am much more productive than other people. True. Definitely. <laughs> I have very unusual talents. Um, my girlfriend will know all about that. True. <laughs> what would you say those talents are? <laughs> oh, the ones I'm going to mention. Um... Are, uh, I would say just, I have a childlike sensibility when it comes to a lot of things. So um, ability to put myself in a, young, a, young, a very young person's position. So I, I kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, quite a very, my talents are a lot based around my, you know, way I react to things. I have very quirky, quirky attitudes. So in terms of thinking, thinking in a very childish way, okay. the playful, my playful attitude. Of course, I'm a drummer. I'm a musician. Okay. I try my hand as I, I, you know, in terms of just trying my hands at everything. Okay. I don't know if that counts. All counts, doesn't it? It all counts. I am generally underestimated by people. Underestimated by people. Was mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Can't decide. Okay. I do things differently and better than most people when I work. Yes. True. Why do you do things differently, Tim? Why do I do things differently? Um, because I think that the general way in which people... I mean, speaking in a very general sense, the general way in which people do things, I don't think is as... Um, either as organised or as interesting as, okay. as what a lot of people do. So um, I'm always constantly curious about different ways of working and different approaches, but I don't just sort of always look for different things in order to you know I, I still have settle on set ways of working when I want to do things but I think that um, it's one of the reasons I'm freelance because I can I can think for myself a lot more and have that freedom to uh, be judgmental in that way and um, not you know lines of hierarchy play no meaning and uh, okay all that kind of stuff so there's a lot of yeah, that's, okay. one, that's one reason I think I'm a new, I have unusual ways of working. Being freelance allows me to do that. Thank you. Does doing things differently require certain skills? Um, I don't know if it's certain skills, but maybe certain mindsets. Okay. Um, I think that one of the 
things that I do is um, I'm open and receptive to new ideas. So, I, and also the way I work, the idea of you know I work alongside other people in very open environments. So that's that mindset to share knowledge and that mindset to I mean knowledge rather than skills. There you go. Okay. It's more about knowledge and um, the ability to work alongside people rather than for or with for them. So you know that consensual approach to things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so they're sharing, being open, being receptive, working in a sort of a co-working environment, a co-working space, talking. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm very much about that, and I'm also about very much in the spirit of just doing things and okay. uh, and uh, you know having a, having an attitude which is you know cutting down with any kind of. I do this, I, you know, I, sometimes I'm not great at uh, cutting down any fit. Sometimes I do have fears, but I, the best way through those fears is to try and to do. Okay. To see where, to see where it lands. What are the challenges to being a maverick? Um, sometimes, one of the challenges, I suppose, is acceptance. Okay. Um, if you have traditional ways of thinking, then you're not necessarily going to adapt immediately to maverick ideas. Um, so, depending on which organisations you're working for or with, the ones that might already have that open, receptive attitude will be the most likely ones that you want to work with. Right. Um, so, I'm not pointing figures at corporate or legal or financial, yeah. but often that's how they work. They have traditional hierarchical structures because that's how they they're like machines, you know, yeah. they're very much based in that 19th century way of industrial revolution kind of way of thinking where everyone is part of that machine, you're a cog in that machine and that's how you work. So I'm very much about working with more, working in a much more fluid way where you're identi- working alongside people's talents as opposed to their roles, you know, job titles maybe they have less meaning, I think it's more about what people can offer in terms of their talents and skills. And then that's how I like to work as a freelancer, and that's how I like to work with young people, work with other professionals. It's about identifying what people are good at. Okay. So that's that's very important. Uh, but also, I think being a maverick, it sometimes takes longer. Okay. Actually, sometimes you have to work work through left field ideas and work them out with people, and then sometimes it takes a longer amount of time to convince people of that. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's sometimes how I felt. About certain things. Okay. Any other challenges? Um, often with that means yeah, your next paycheck might take longer to come along. But when they do come along, it's often very good. I okay. <laughs> okay. Mavericks often have a unusual, have very unusual talents. What would you say you are? You've sort of touched on them within the interview so far. I think I'm making myself, as I say, I run a young people's group called The Colour of the Crowd, and they always say I'm the youngest person in the group. Uh, okay. It's my, my ability to to be a bit silly. I think actually being silly is a talent. Okay. I know it may seem, I know it may seem, uh, but to be um, quite animated and to be, uh, I think to be... Um, to make you know to to, to to be comic to be comedic is actually a talent that I have. So you know, not to be afraid to be slightly uh, quirky and unusual okay. uh, when talking and being alongside other people. I think that being a musician gives me a lot of insights. So uh, 
the way I approach things uh, in my work is often how I approach, dare I say, I approach a drumbeat or a way of rhythm. So, so you know, the comportment of how I think about um, how things are structured and how things are done. I often think about rhythms in the same way. So there's a lot of relationships between being a musician and being a creative, I think. Uh, Interesting. Um, working in coffee shops, hanging around. You get, I, I, I guess uh, I get to hang around with a lot of very different people. So mm. I mean, one of my talents, I think, is spotting opportunities and abilities to bring together... Um, I'm much more increasingly working in a brokerage environment, so much more about bringing together teams to do things or spotting, having an idea and then knowing who to call on. So, Okay. Have you always taken a maverick approach to business or was there a particular trigger that made you think? No, I haven't. <laughs> um, it's, when, it's probably becoming a freelance... Okay. Four, four years, four, it'll be five years next year, but right. um, it took me two years, I think, being a freelance to start to fully discover how to be, have a maverick style of maverick approach or to really understand who I was. And I'm, you know, often that's a continual thing anyway. Okay. Um, but yeah, I would say no because I have, I very, had very, probably stuck in those traditional structures and traditional approaches to things for so long and I think it was stifling my creativity. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so four or five years I would say. Okay. So something happened, so you became freelance and then you became maverick and wasn't before. Is that right? Fair enough. Yeah, it's a fair enough thing. I've always been creative, always had a creative attitude but I never, never fully appreciated the importance of that never fully appreciated, you know, what I could bring creatively. Um, I know, it was talking, and it was often through other people who told me, you know, you'll be, you need to get out, or you need, you're, 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 you're a creative person and you're not getting that across, okay. or whatever. Okay. So it's, it's just hanging through other people, you realise that. Okay. Are you always a maverick, or do you choose to be so at times? Um... Not always, no. I think that sometimes, you know, sometimes you have to be, um, depends who you're dealing with, actually. Okay, depends who you're dealing with. So, you know, I am, a, I am a member of a networking organisation called Birmingham Future. Birmingham Future is a business, it's, a, it's largely full of business and professional people. So I sometimes uh, choose to be maverick with them and not. So, uh, you know, it depends on who I'm talking to and when. So, you know, okay. if I'm dealing, for example, the other day I had a meeting with UKTI. What's uh, UKTI? UK, tra UK Trade and Investment. Okay. Uh, about, you know, my, about Vancouver, of all things. And okay. The lay, of the, the lay of the land is, you know, and I, you know, I mixed it between being, you know, dressing up in suit, not suit, but I don't never wear a tie, and I always wear jeans, but uh, dressing smartly. And being having a comportment and a style which is traditional to them, okay. but also being being able to put across who I am and what I offer. So it's a balance, I think. Okay. Yeah. Is this choice conscious or unconscious choice then, when you're a maverick or not? Um. I don't know if it's conscious or unconscious. It just feels very natural. So I don't know. That's probably more unconscious than anything else. I'm okay. only conscious of it if I see a room of people and they're completely not getting it or whatever. But I'm, 
it's fairly fluid and natural to me. Yeah, but in that example you've just given, that was a decision you made that I'm going to meet these people, so I'm going to be like this. So that was that a conscious decision? Yeah, I think it's, it may be conscious to begin with. Right. It becomes, become, the more you know, if you're meeting strangers, you might be more conscious about it than if you were meeting people you knew. Okay. That's how I feel. Great. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business? Oh, the advantages is that you stand out from the crowd. You have a much more um, don't give a damn attitude towards certain things because you have your maverick approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but also you you do care in the sense that you want to bring... I, I still firmly believe that mavericks aren't... aren't, aren't are not the kind of people not to bring people with them. So, you know, good, great mavericks are people people, if you know what I mean. They're yes. part, they, understand, they understand who to bring to the table, whether that's from within their team or whether that's from outside. So um, they understand who the best people are. They understand how to get the best out of people. So the advantage of that is having a very consensual, very with, with sort of approach to things. Okay. Um, um, being far more organised than other people, right. um, having having much more control over their timeline, I think, being able to wrestle many more things, I think that's something I think that Mavericks are able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the disadvantages are, even though you are able to wrestle more things, you might actually be, uh, I don't know, you might have less time to do certain other things, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, as I say, I think a disadvantage of being a maverick uh, is being misunderstood, maybe, mm-hmm. um, depending on who the person is. But so traditional, people who work in more traditional ways. Although, you know, you can maybe test it that there are mavericks in traditional environments as well, traditional working environments and traditional working structures as well. I mean, look at Branson, for example. Oh, as a, Richard Branson's a very good example of that. Mm-hmm. He's constantly, I think he's a big maverick, but he's able to... Um, get himself across no matter what environment he's in. And he has a very, you know, he has a traditional hierarchical structure within Virgin, but actually there's a lot of give and take on that as well. So, I don't know, disadvantages, I try to think only of the positives. I guess that's, uh, I try and emphasize the positives in what I do as a maverick rather than the disadvantages and the negatives. So, um, okay. I don't know. No, you've given a very considered answer. Yeah. Okay. Has age and experience altered your maverick approach? And if yeah, so, yeah. how? Yeah, age, you become... Uh, age, you become much more confident. Mm-hmm. I think you become much more understanding of who you are. I think being, I think there's something about being in your 30s. <laughs> you okay. Become, I don't know. You start to become... I, I, w- I would say there's a probably some correlation between get, being, being where I am in my age and how I feel about who I am and what I am and not worrying as much about it. Um, being more... Um, I think being, I, I'm probably less tolerant of people who aren't who aren't doing their, their jobs properly. I used okay. to probably get up, give give um, as as an average. You you want you don't you want to work with the people that are good. I think as well, right? Like people who aren't good, and you don't want to work with people who are going to use you. I don't know. Okay. I think age you begin to realise all these things a lot more. Definitely. Yeah. What aspects of your life and business are you most and least maverick in? Oh my goodness. Um, 
most maverick when working with young people. Okay. In fact, it's quite funny because young people are, are actually, I want them to be mavericks. I want them to be more maverick. That's what I encourage them to be half the time because they're still trying to understand what they can get away with doing and not. Okay. Um, I'm probably in my marketing work, so whether marketing myself or in marketing other people, I'm probably quite maverick in that, you know, in terms of how I get myself out there through mm -hmm. what I do digitally and socially. Mm -hmm. um, I'm probably least maverick, actually, in certain networking environments. Okay. I would say it's still, still to me, one of, the, one of the skills I'm developing is how to, um, how to get my maverick approach across when networking. Okay. And I still, you know, I, I'm working on that one-liner, which is about play and having fun. So I think that's something I'm trying to constantly stress, is that I'm all about having fun and, and playing. Thank um, you. But sometimes people think that sounds a bit frivolous, whereas I don't. I think it's very important in relation of who I am and how I want to work. Thanks, Tim. Is there any part of what you do as a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind? God, legacies? I'm a bit young for that. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to create a legacy. It, it is, it, it, for me, legacies are all about existing projects and making sure there's legs to them after they finish or whatever. So okay. I, I don't worry about a legacy for myself because I'm evolving. So I, don't think, I only think about a legacy in terms of what I'm doing. Uh, in terms of the projects I'm running and making sure that they have a life after they finish or a life continued or whatever. So I don't, I'm not think, I don't think it's such big terms, to be honest. Okay. So. Mavericks tend to be risk takers. What's the biggest risk you have taken in business to date? Hmm. Um, biggest risk? Oh... Da, da, da. That's a good question. Um, I say it's the ability to say no, but I don't think that's a risk, which is that's a sensible decision. Um, it's the ability to actually tell someone that you don't want to work with them anymore because they're lousy, even though it's a risk financially to yourself. Okay. So it's a contract, you know, so I've recently done that. I've stop working on a particular project because of uh, various issues with working with the other person. Okay. Even though it was, uh, it was both a travel, a cost to, cost to me in terms of what I would lose financially, but it was better that I did it uh, for, my, for my reputation. And, uh, okay. So you've got to know when to cut loose. Thank I think you. that's a very important thing to do. Brilliant. Yeah. How many ventures have you taken in the past five years? To count them, uh, how do you define a venture? A venture would be any business venture you've taken, but with some people with the interviews, it's been projects they've been involved in because they've only worked for one company in the whole time frame. Loads. Okay, <laughs> roughly. I oh, I mean, I've got four or five different identities um, within them, multiple projects, so. 15 to 20. Okay. What would you consider the characteristics then of a successful venture? Um, happiness. 
Uh, money helps. <laughs> okay. But you've you've made other people um, you've satisfied and you've made other people happy uh, in your work in what you've done and that you that there's been a visible measurable outcome to mm-hmm. what you've done to other people whether that's you've helped other people to grow you've developed their skills you've developed their confidence um, I think it's a mixture of your own personal satisfaction and happiness mixed with those getting getting the best out of other people and making sure that they everyone's come out satisfied and happy and that you that they want to work with you again is very important I think okay so all those things and you know of course um, being able to sustain yourself but uh, you know if you're, if you're successful you can do you should be able to do that anyway but there you go <laughs> okay so of the of the 15 to 20 that you've said that were success of the 15 to 20 how many of them were successful according to your definition of success you've just given me half of them Half of them. Yeah, you're not always, not everything is going to work. No. So that's the basis of trying for things, isn't it? Okay. The basis of uh, seeing what, seeing how things fall, (laughs) whatever. So So, what, sorry, so what did you do that made the venture, the ones that were successful, what did you do that made the venture successful if you were looking at yourself? Um... The ones that are successful, the ones where there's a real, there's a, there's a legacy to them. You talked about legacy; that's okay. really important. So making sure that there's a, that they have life, whether they whether it's, it's a defined project with a you know de- defined length of time. You've got to always think what what about afterwards? What what's the point of doing this one thing or this event or this piece of funded research? What's it lead to? So the idea is anything that's got legs is a successful project, whether that's in terms of money, people, resource, whatever. That's that's how I define successful projects. Okay. So of the percentage, the half of them that you said were unsuccessful, what would you consider was the main reason for their failure? Um, Some of them just didn't. Uh, Some of them them just came to an end. I don't consider that necessarily a failure. Right. But um, actually sometimes projects just didn't come to a natural end because you can't see it. You know, you tried a project and, you know, it hasn't resonated with people, whatever whatever reason. So you've got to be honest enough to say that. Um, uh, some of them were harder work than you were putting in in terms of time. So you've got to know when to cut loose and, cut, you know, be realistic about that. Um, so there's a mixture of factors, but mainly it's, it's, those, it's that knowledge that they didn't have legs beyond that beyond that try, trial period, trying things out and seeing how things look. Like, something new comes out of it that's completely different, but actually learning from your, your, either your mistakes, which I, you know, I've made some, uh, or learning from what other people say, positive feedback or constructive feedback. Okay. How important is team to you as a maverick? Well, you repeat the question. How important is team to you as a maverick? Uh, it's everything. Well, it's, it's, it's many. It's, it's really important because you've got to know one of the most important things as a freelancer. You've got to know who your your networks or who your people. You have your circle of reliable, reliable friends or reliable co- uh, co- other small businesses and freelancers, or you know, you've got to know who's good. Okay. That's, that's or who you know are, are within that one percent of people that you know you can you can call upon. So uh, that's very important, depending on what you're doing. Okay. 
and then you know that if you're working on projects, which I have done, that where people aren't that good, as good as you'd hoped, or you know they're not as good as the hype says. Yes, you've got to know not you know to, to not work with them again or cut loose. It's part of learning with it. Learning. Okay, okay. Does being a maverick affect your approach to leadership? Um, complex question. In many ways, trying to keep a simple answer. Um, does it affect? Um, actually, it gives me more tools. Um, something I, I have learned is being a maverick has helped me to be more um, decisive. Okay. It's allowed me to question things more and to pick up on things more. Uh, increasingly, I'm much better at being direct, uh, but not in a blunt way. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Something, it's just something, I, I, as much as it's maverick, I think it's something you just learn with age as well. Okay. Um, so it's that balance of uh, those, the skills I have as being a maverick, and okay. balance with those, the experience of life, I think. Is there anyone that inspires you because of their maverick approach? My girlfriend. Okay. Uh, why? I think, uh, you're going to ask me why? Yeah. Um... Because I think she's the biggest maverick I know. Okay. And it helps to know one, uh, her especially one that's your girlfriend. She's got more drive and more kind of maverick tendencies than I have, uh, I think. Okay. <laughs> but also I think as a maverick, she knows how to get the best out of other people and she, she does get the best out of me. Right. Um, uh, she's... She's got a drive and a, a and sometimes a little ruthlessness that I don't have, but she has different character traits than me. Okay. So, uh, uh, but yeah, I would say my girlfriend so is to, to, the first answer I'd always give to that question. Okay. There are other people, but girlfriend first. Okay. Final question. What would you have liked to have been asked that I haven't asked you? Definitely a good question. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, what coffee do Mavericks drink? Um, <laughs> are there any Maverick drummers apart from me? Coming to Vancouver, it's full of mavericks. Are them full of mavericks in Vancouver? You know, all that kind of stuff. Are there any mavericks in Vancouver you'd like to meet? I don't know. Um, okay. All sorts of questions. Uh, okay. But no, I'm, I'm being, being funny. Uh, no, I, apart from that. Silly okay. questions, probably. But yeah, it's part okay. of my character. Thanks for the in, um, letting me interview you. 